the following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks? or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. The shiny thing. Grab the oh, shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blonde Star. Always on, because you're always blonde. All right, Triple A Citizen One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to the booth. I'm going to skip my show's intro since you guys all heard it last night. Thanks to my guys Kenneth Diesenhoff, Ken Diesel, and Robert Resnick for coming on the show. Uh, two attorneys, both were able to touch on some legal and political stuff. But I wanted to get right into the show tonight because I got a special guest on with me tonight. If you look over to my left, Brockton Mayor Robert Sullivan. I really want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'm actually going to get into my sponsors after. I'll mention my main sponsor, Michael Douglas Barreto, who you guys see down below. Michael D- Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics, fixes my Xbox controllers when they break or fade or whatever. I send them out 24 hours later. We're back into business. But I want to get into this interview because I know the mayor is very busy. We got a lot of stuff going on here in the city of Brockton. First of all, before we get into this interview, Big props to the city of Brockton police. Yesterday, we had a scary situation. Santander over on Torrey Street at about 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh, there was a bank robbery, two men. I'll get into that in the news booth. But you automatically, when something like this happens, Mayor, Cop- um, Mayor, Mayor Sullivan, let us know how you go through something like this when you get this call. Because I'm pretty sure you got this call right off the gate. Yeah, no. Well, first of all, Keith, thank you so much for having me on the show. And thank you for what you do in the City of Champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this show is, is unbelievable, but you do more than that. I mean, I saw you at a motorcycle charity ride, the Timmy Gomes ride the other day. So you you really give back because, uh, you know, we're better together, right? So, That's right. Um, you know, what was, was, was crazy, Keith, is at the exact moment, um, we were actually swearing in at City Hall seven new patrolmen. Um, Seven graduates from the uh, Randolph Academy, Brockton police um, were being sworn in. uh, And some of the supervisors there just, they just got out in a hurry. Um, Chief Gomes notified me. uh, We monitored it. Um, I actually got in the car with one of my uh, team members, Davidson Perez, to do a drive around as well. State police, of course, the helicopter was there. Uh, But we have trained skilled professionals, right? So nobody got hurt. Um, You know, they were able to apprehend the two, uh, the two folks. Uh, K-9 was involved, and uh, and those two people are in jail right now. So, we again, we want to just thank everybody involved. And, again, thank God nobody was injured here in the City of Champs. And it's great to see that, you know, the story came out positive because, you know, we this this has been a week of standoffs. And, and uh, you know, I talked about it last night with my guys on the booth. We talked about the standoff with the rise of the Moors that happened over the weekend, the 11 gentlemen 
who claim they're from a sovereign state. They don't recognize our laws and they don't recognize the government. And um, they, it was a scary moment. For nine hours, they held the state police at bay. Um, they took up defensive positions. Um, that's a scary situation for any police officer out there when you're questioning somebody and then they take off in the woods and they take defensive positions and, they, and you know they're armed. So my prayers go out to these guys every day. Uh, there's a lot of cops out there in the Brockton Police Force who I know personally every day, so my prayers go out to them. But we got you on here, and you were elected in 2019. Let's just break this down real quick for those who haven't been paying attention. 2019, you were elected Mayor Brockton, and you were set up to have this amazing mayoral race against Mayor Bill Carpenter at that time, who passed away, would have been set up to have that, that race against Bill passed away July 3rd. We're celebrating that anniversary as of this past weekend. So rest in peace for Bill Carpenter. You come through, you win that election in November. You you pretty much only get to rest (laughs) for November and December. You just get your team together. 2020 rolls in, boom, you're hit with COVID right out the gate. Wasn't too bad in February. March, we closed things down. We thought it was going to be for two weeks. Then all of a sudden, everything stayed closed. During that time, before the summer hit, we end up with the George Floyd protests, which end up, you end up getting hit with that. <laughs> we had the protest here in Brockton. And thankfully, here in Brockton, it wasn't as bad as it was nationwide. We did lose some structures, and, you know, thank God Dunkin' Donuts has reopened. But you went through that, and then COVID got worse because you had, in the summer, people who just weren't. And I remember meeting up with you one time in the summer, and, you know, we were both kind of aggravated at the fact that, you know, people were still having parties and not paying attention, which led to this second lockdown in August. And I know you yourself personally was upset at the fact that people just weren't following the rules and you were trying to do everything to make people safe. It was just the ignorance of people. Um, And now we've come out of COVID. We've come out of the protests, uh, 22 years for Derek Chauvin. So it's kind of like you've been busy these two years and you're going right into this re-election campaign. Tell us how you handled this first term. It was like a movie. It was like a motion picture. Yeah. You, I mean, you just summarized it all. So, I mean, I took the oath office on January 6th of 2020 uh, and we really had grand plans, right? And my, my inaugural speech was, was upbeat and positive and transparency and inclusive and welcoming and keeping the, uh, keeping the businesses going and, and, and having new businesses and helping our tax base and helping our schools and helping our veterans and helping our seniors and then you're right, um, you know, COVID was something that my, my wife's a physician assistant and she had told me, she said, hey, Bob, there's this thing right now over in Italy uh, and it's probably going to come to the West Coast. And Maria, my wife, was right. And so before it even came to the East Coast, um, I had a meeting up in the GAI room at City Hall. I invited all the medical providers, all the hospitals, the VA, Neighborhood Health Center, Good Sam, you know, Signature Brockton, uh, Board of Health. And I said, listen, we have to plan for the worst. I don't know what COVID-19 is going to do. Um, worst part of my job, Keith, every day at four o'clock, I would get the death count and the sick Mm. count. And we have lost 436 residents to the deadly virus. Uh, 19 current residents right now have COVID. Um, you know, the governor got rid of the green, the red, the yellow. Um, but we, you know, we're trending in the right direction. Right. And, and again, um, the brutal murder of George Floyd, again, that, that, that night in June was not a reflection of the violence of, 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 of Brockton. Right. Um, we, 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 we were able to come together after that, thank God. 
as you said, there was, you know, some damage done, but no bodily injury. Nobody, nobody was, was killed that day in Brockton. And it was a scary, scary night. Mm -hmm. um, but I will tell you, though, um, Brockton is just made up of a, a beautiful, beautiful group of people. You know that. We talked about it all right. the time. I mean, Brockton is, is a special place. And can we do better? Yes. Will we do better? Yes. But we can only do better by working together. That's it. Bottom line. So, um, you know, we are um, we're right on track right now for development. One thing I did that other mayors did not do, M Marty Walsh became a mentor of mine and Mayor Walsh shut down construction in Boston with COVID, shut it down. That's right. A lot of the other mayors shut it down. I didn't. I said, listen, we can do it in a safe way. Uh, let's keep that train going down the track. And it did, and it's paid off. Downtown right now is booming. Uh, and I'm really excited about, you know, what Brockton is right now, but where it's going. Um, you know, I met with a bunch of developers from Manhattan the other day. Ra the radar right now is Brockton, Massachusetts. It's, it's on everybody's radar, not just people in, in the Commonwealth, but, but beyond. Um, and I'll tell you why, transit-oriented, right? That's so right. we have free transit stops. Get in the South Station in 35 minutes. The price point right now, young professionals are coming here because Southie and Dorchester and Charlestown and Braintree and Quincy, too expensive. That's so right. they're coming to Brockton. <clears throat> coming to Brockton. And, you know, the Brockton Beer Company is going to be the first brew pub, minority-owned brew pub coming in. Um, I was at Prova the night, other night having one of their beers, talking to them. October 1st, they're tentatively to open up downtown Brockton. That's a game changer. That's that's awesome. Yes. Um, AMC is filming a, a TV series here. It just got picked up for a second season. Netflix is here. Um, you know, things are happening right now. So, um, you know, what, what I did with COVID, Keith, and, um, you know, I was able to say, hey, listen, we got to collaborate. I hired a medical consultant, Dr. Rick Harmon. He used to be the ER chief at Brockton and Good Sam. Board of Health is led by Dr. Eno Montessier. BEMA is led by Steve Hook. Uh, and neighborhood health center, Sue Joss, we would meet every single day. And we would say, what are we doing well? What are we not doing well? The CARES Act was uh, $18 million that Brockton's getting. I used a million dollars to retrofit to Shaw Center. And we were able to use that first as a That's testing right. facility and now a vaccine clinic. You know, 53% of our population has been vaccinated. Another 12% can't because they're under the age of 12. So, you know, we need to continue... Um, to be proactive, COVID's not gone, you know, the variant, the Delta, all that stuff. But uh, in terms of what, what I uh, realize is baptism by fire, but I also know that um, to be an effective leader, you have to be a good listener. And, uh, and I, I listen um, to all different people in Brockton. Um, and, you know, we need to just understand that um, Brockton is a city, the only city in Plymouth County. We have issues. Uh, I realize, uh, realize those as a white mayor of a minority majority community. I haven't had the racism, the bigotry, the, 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 the treatment that um, my, my constituents and even you, Kate, Keith, have faced over the years. Mm -hmm. I realize that. I recognize that. We need to prove to everybody that Brockton is the best, right? We know we're the best. We need to be the example for not just the Commonwealth, but the nation. And I truly, truly feel that we can get there. Um, my last two years have been a little shaky because of COVID. So I am running for re-election and um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some other people in the race, but um, I'm just going to campaign like I always do, old-fashioned politics, knocking on door and talking to people. And the thing is, for me, you know, you went through a lot. The two years you went through a lot. And, you know, I, I saw people complaining on the Brockton Hub and all these Facebook groups. I'm like, you know, it's easy to be an armchair politician if you're not in those trenches. Look, I worked for the MBTA for 23 years. I know what it works behind the scenes in government. I also know now that I'm at Logan Airport, I also know how things work behind the scene on that government side there and the, and the private sector. 
So for people to sit there and talk about the things that you went through and say, oh, well, he did a bad job. What do you mean? He, he faced something that no one has ever faced in the first term of politics. You had everything thrown at you but the kitchen sink. You you went through everything but Independence Day. <laughs> and have to give a good speech about the aliens. You went through everything. And I think from from my perspective, because I've been involved with Brockton politics since I was holding signs um in elementary school, um on the east side. I had a gentleman who was running for Ward Five and I was holding signs for their family out of out of East Junior High. So I've been involved with Brockton politics. I love it. And, and, you know, you have done a great job, a great job. Oh, thank you. You've been thank pressed you. with, uh, with so much. I, look, the way that COVID was handled, the way that the protests were handled was very professional. And I, and again, we did have some knuckleheads down there. We did have some property that, you know, had resulted in some damage, but at the end of the day, Brockton was still above and beyond what we didn't live up to our name during all of this stuff. The only thing, like I said, the the worst thing that made us was the COVID when we didn't pay attention and people were throwing all the parties and stuff. But that wasn't just here. That was kind of everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And, yes, you know, that was, was. And you had to lock it down, and you took a lot of heat for locking a lot of stuff back down. And it I worked. got a couple of buddies of mine that I've known since elementary school that won't talk to me because I closed the gyms down. But you know but what? You had to. Um, you had I to. had to. Yeah, I had, had to. to. I, I stand on that decision, and you know, the 436 loss of life, of course, our prayers go out to the departed. But would that number have been a lot higher if we didn't do those things? I think it would have been. I think so. I think it would have been. We've got some people in yeah. the chat that's actually praying to you. Uh, David Haggerty in the chat says, Mayor Sullivan's doing a great job. Brockton's lucky to have him. Tyler Zanowski, son of Z-Man, says, Great mayor, has a great job. These Has done a great job these past two years. So people are in the chat. Uh, Kevin Jeffries of the Happy Hour with Lido Show. He's waving hello to you. Talk back with Gloria Shea. Gloria Shea is waving hello. So you've got some people out of town that are showing their support. Um, I'm I'm kind of glad to see that there's no knuckleheads in this chat. That says a, I think that says a lot for you, you know, and, and what you've done. And, you know, I'm very proud to see what you did in those two years because a, a lot of people could have folded. A lot of people could have said, I'm not running again. I went through way too much. You know, here you have it. And here you are. You're saying, you know what? Let's go. Bring it on. Yeah, I mean, what, what could happen yeah. now? I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. There are a lot of mayors in Massachusetts that have called it a day. Uh, you know, my view, and again, I have three young children. I have a, a really loving wife, and and to do the job right, uh, I have to be all in. Right, you have to be all in to do it right. And so, um, you know, I didn't hesitate to run again. Um, I mean, I, I I really feel that um, two years, and especially COVID years, have been a challenge, but. We're, we're coming out of it. And, and one thing, Keith, that I want to just let everybody know, mm -hmm. um, I created an initiative called um, Brockton's Open for Business, Open for Business. And I've been working right now. We're doing a survey with the Brockton Redevelopment Authority. There's a mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful person just hired. She's a business liaison at Delsa. Um, we're doing a survey. So if you're a business owner in Brockton, small, medium, large, it doesn't matter. You can go on to the uh, BRA website. We want to hear the good, the bad, right? My whole thing right now is any barriers that have been put up in the past, those days are gone. They have to be gone, right, right. for a better community. So um, I asked every department head that works for me to respond to my survey, and I have a 100% response rate right now. So we will um, be able to continue to help businesses. Um, you know, we know that COVID has changed us forever, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically. 
Um, but we're, we're a strong community. We're a vibrant community. We're not a wealthy community, but we're an awesome community. So I am all in. I'm running again. Um, and, you know, I'm humbly going to ask people to, uh, to please consider me when, when they vote September 14th. Okay, I got two questions before we check, get out of here. Matt Stanton says you're a hard-working, honest guy. The sky's the limit for a Brockton with a mayor like ours. That's Matt Stanton coming from YouTube. So two questions for you. Um, sure. I'm going to ask you a question in regards to that last statement you just made about the, the business initiative. So I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. I live in yeah. Ward 5. So in Ward 5, the biggest eyesore for me in businesses is we had the old Burger King that was a Taco Bell, Ong John Silver. Which, to me, I said, I don't even know how it got open because why would anybody approve a Long John Silver when we have McNenemies and fresh seafood here in New England? It's a, it was going to be a failure from day one. It lasted less than two years. It's closed. It's been an eyesore. How do we get some of these people who take these properties when places close and hold on to them? Like the Long John Silver Taco Bell on the east side, um, the Shaw's on the south side. How do we get those and the business redevelopment plan to answer those places. You know, those are great pieces of property, but those owners of those property are chokeholding our city and not allowing us to do, how do you approach them? Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult proposition because if they're paying their taxes, uh, you know, the city can't take it by tax title, right? But yeah. I'll give you two, two good examples. The first example would be Kmart Plaza. So I met in my office last week for almost three hours with a group from Manhattan that is buying the Kmart Plaza. They're buying it right now. I said, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do down there? Right? Kmart's, you know, they have an option to stay for another year. What are you going to do? And this guy said to me, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to build a film studio down there. And I said, a film studio on the south side of the city of Brockton. Let's talk. What are you talking about? They just did this in Jersey City. They built this film studio where Lionsgate, HBO, and Amazon are the tenants. Nice. And they're going to try to replicate that in Brockton, which is really a game changer because it's great that they're going to enhance the environment, but they're going to hire people. They're going to have labor people doing the, the build out in the trades. They're going to go to our restaurants, right? They're going to move. That's, right. that, that, that's a win-win. So uh, another example is that um, if you're a, a, a pizza aficionado, Sal's Pizza, yes. okay, up, up on the North, North Shore. So Sal Lapoli is a guy that I don't know. Um, but we, we connected and I invited him to take a tour of Brockton. He's invested in Haverhill and Fitchburg and Lawrence and Lynn, uh, never come to Brockton. Um, he was supposed to come and meet with me for an hour. We did a two and a half hour walking tour downtown Brockton, him and his daughter. And he fell in love with the city. We went all the way to the police station. We stood on the concourse. I went to the Bill Kopp in the garage, stood up on the roof and showed him the vision. And I said, Sal, Brockton's a canvas, paint it. Let's go paint it. So, I mean, I think, you bring up a good question. Um, the the old um, the old D'Angelo's down on Martello Street has yep. been owned by the McLaughlin family for years. They just sold it. That's going to be rehab. That's going to be nice. mixed use housing and commercial downstairs. So you know, I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you that we're going to keep banging the drum for development and investment good. in Brockton. It helps everybody. It helps yes, all it does. Them. Yeah, the ISO has got to go. And then my last question to you before we get out of here: um, I hate seeing people complain about stuff that's free and available. And they don't do the homework. Uh, we had this tragedy, this swimming tragedy with the two boys drowned at DW. And the first thing people were talking about, well, we don't have any swim programs in Brockton. Yes, we do. We have free programs. And we just announced right now we've got the Brockton After Dark program. So can you just talk about the Brockton After Dark program and the swim program that's now going to be available for kids 
across the city. Yeah, no, so it's awesome. So, you know, I didn't start the After Dark program. It was under uh, Harrington and Units and Belzardi and, and Carpenter and, and Moses. Um, you know, uh, my view is this. Uh, I used to lifeguard at the Cosgrove Pool, the East Side Pool. I used to call, also at the Camp Pell and Montello. I learned how to swim at those pools. So we've been offering uh, swimming lessons for years. Um, but one thing that we realized is that, um, and I, I chair the school committee by being mayor. So I made a pledge at a recent school committee member saying, listen, if people want to learn how to swim, but they can't afford the, the fee that the community school charges, let's waive it. Let's waive it. The city will subsidize it. I, I want people, adults and youth, to learn how to swim. Cosgrove Pool on the east side, right? I, I, again, I used to lifeguard there. That's the beach for a lot of folks that live over at Crescent right. Court. That's their summer. That's their beach. We've been offering swimming lessons there for years. The Manning Pool at Brockton High next to the EZF skating rink, swimming lessons there. And then in the fall, the pool inside Brockton High and the YMCA. Um, so again, we, we have been offering this. We're going to enhance it. We're, uh, we're sending it out in multiple languages. You can go on the brockton.ma.us website. You can go on the community schools website as well. And one other thing that I want to share with you is when we saw the, the police officer drowned recently um, up, up, up in Worcester, what yeah. we realized here in Brockton is that often police are the first responders. And we know that the, the tragedy that happened, those two youngsters at DW, police and fire were in the water. Okay, So just this week, a wonderful collaboration, Brockton Housing Authority and Brockton Police. We have 40 of these lifelines and life, their life rings. They're not just in the Brockton police cruisers, they're in the school police cruisers as oh, well. Oh, shoot. Okay. So it's never happened before. It's happened like in, in waterfront communities, you know, uh, in Quincy, but not in Brockton. And we said, listen, Flags Pond at Brockton High, DW, Salisbury, whatever there's a water flow, we should have that. Proactive. We hope that they'll never have to use it, but it's right. a tool in the toolbox. It's a tool in the toolbox. So, um, Keith, I just want to thank you for having me on the show. It's an awesome show. I'll come on anytime you want me to. Anytime. And you know, I'm great to hear that you guys are being proactive in this one because that's the problem sometimes with government across the country. It's always reactive. Nobody wants to be proactive because everybody's counting the dollars that's going to affect by being proactive. The problem is, is that when something happens, the majority of times is because we're, we're it, government has always been reactive. So, man, let them know how they can help you out in your campaign before you get out of here. If there is anybody interested in helping out, I mean, it's all hands on deck, you know, many hands make light work. My grandmother used to say, right. And so a campaign citywide is always daunting. Um, we don't have a campaign office yet. We're going to be setting that up later this month, but again, you can always go on electrobertsullivan.com. You know, that's the website. Um, you could always give me a call. I'll give you myself 508-846-1208-846-1208. Give me a buzz again. Um, I, I'm just Bob from Brockton. My title's mayor, but I'm just a Brocktonian. So let's get at it. And again, if anybody wants to help me, I would really welcome and appreciate that. Cool. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. We're going to take a quick break. My next guest is coming up. So I want to thank Robert for coming on here. You're listening to the Boo City of Champions, Brockton. Prova Brockton tomorrow night, Thursday, Friday night. We'll talk about that. We'll be back after this. <laughs>
right, the boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Told me what? Somebody in there? Michael Myers is alive. <laughs> You had a knife in your stomach. You and Allison should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. I'm not just going to sit and watch another innocent person die. If you track Michael's victim, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go home now! He's the essence of evil. This is not a game, Will. Look at you. Look at you. The only reason why you're not in jail is because Uncle Phil called in a favor. Take your time. So deep. So easy. Notice? You're stupid. You are carrying a gun on the streets to protect yourself? I've done my best, Will. But it's time for a change. You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle and your auntie. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. Don't waste it. Will, I will not bail you out again. In this house, I'm not Uncle Phil. I'm the law. Have I made myself absolutely clear? Yeah. Yeah. There are no butlers to clean up your messes. You've got to be responsible for yourself. So, Will, what brings you to Bel Air? I uh, caught with a gun. How are we related again? Shut up, Carlton. He's from the streets of Philadelphia. Will needs discipline. Just a little time. Just a little time and a little love. We are what he needs. Why don't you go back to Philly? Born and raised, right? You think I would ever want to be in this life? You're not welcome, Will. This is fake. Wherever you're from, this is fake. You like ain't do anything to earn this. I never had nothing. My life ain't a sitcom, I guess. I don't even feel like I belong here. Just give it some time. Everything happens for a reason. 
Yo, you must be from Philly. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm Will. Jazz. Jazz? Hey, so what part of town you staying in? Bel Air. They got you out there? All right, Philly. Let's see what you got. Will, welcome to Bel Air Academy. How's everything going at Bel Air? Not too bad out here. I just made the team. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you're here. I need to take you shopping. Rodeo Drive. Oh, my gosh. I was summoned my God to be the greatest. They said my birth is a curse, still made it. I stood out in the field when it was raining. Ten toes down in it. Youngin' came up strong with a will to live. Daddy never came home, mama in the pen. So it's relative, got him so the devil did. The streets ain't safe, just complain in. It's like they got Jazz. Hey, Prince, you even go here? Nah. I used to drip it down my wrist one time. Living like a player, I can hit one time. Got one Glock on me, getting hit a whole time. Yes, it's back to the trap, it's been a long time. Tell a bean pie, but I ain't no bow tie. She really can't swing when she ain't a bow rock. Yeah, you're flexing with a winner this time. Got money on my mind, it's been a long grind. Alright, it's your boy Citizen One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to the booth, and I gotta thank my uh first special guest, the mayor of Brockton, for coming on, Robert Sullivan. Great interview, good time. Um, I've got two guests, as you can see, coming on with me right now. I'm actually going to let them introduce yourselves because this was kind of a spur of the moment type. I had to get somebody on because here's the thing why, here's, and here's the reason why. So the history of the booth that people don't know about, uh, the booth has had a, a 
a unique connection with the country of Haiti. And the reason why this show has a unique connection is because after the Haiti earthquake happened, that, that, that disaster that happened, we were over at WXBR 1460 AM. And thankfully through a connection of mine who worked with me at the MBTA, um, he was a foreman. He was from Haiti. He had a link with the only Haitian radio station there at that time that could send a signal. So what we did was we worked together. We worked our asses off and we provided a connection from Brockton, Mass, where we have a very heavy populated Haitian community. And we were able to link to Haiti live like 24 hours after this earthquake. And I can tell you right now, I almost cried because to hear and see the people who were so happy to be able to hear and know kind of what was going on. Cause everybody was in the dark um, as to what happened. So Haiti and the Haitian culture and the Haitian community has been a big part of following this show. And I've got two guests on with me right now to talk about this breaking news story that's happened over there with the Haitian president being assassinated. So I'm going to start up in my left. I'm going to let the young lady go first. She can introduce herself and we're going to talk about this whole thing. We're going to break this whole down. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself first. Um, thank you so much again for having us. No, no problem. Uh, you might want to turn your volume down. We got a little bit of feedback. There you go. Um, uh, your external volume. Yeah, you probably want to turn your external volume down a little bit. There you go. All right. Sorry, y'all, for the technical difficulties. No, that's better. Um, but good evening. Thank you so much for having us. Um, my name is Phoenix. I represent, I, I wear a lot of hats in the city of Boston, but I am an organizer. I um, work with different various communities as well as the Haitian community. I am Haitian, Afro-Haitian myself, um, and we nationwide organizers. So I represent um, Boston Area Youth Organizing Project and Rising Ashes and all things beautiful black and brown um and i'm joined by menly um currently who can also he can tell you a couple of the hats that he wears i also we're at the nubian gallery down dudley okay you know, come check us out all right we will also be hosting something to be able to have further conversations and just have people present around what's what's happening right now with haiti and all things haiti because you know all information is needed and people sometimes just need to come together because we all have family over there and we're all worried about what happens and, and the effects on that and i'll let menly introduce himself and then I'm, we're going to talk about why these guys are on the show mm-hmm. um Oh, we can't hear him. Where'd he go? Uh, you muted. You muted yourself. <laughs> yes, I, you I'm go. unmuted now. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um. I'm saying good evening to everybody. My name is Manly Mazil. I'm a sociologist. So I studied from the um, Haitian State University, Faculté Ethnologie, mostly known. Uh, I've worked for seven years as a humanitarian and gender-based violence project and child protection project. And I've um, been really engaged as a militant back in Haiti, you know, to defend the cause of the people and everything. So I think today is really a, a, a really sad day and a really important day also for all the Haitians to really ask uh, 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 one question, you know, what are we willing to do to move forward and to uh, like go to find change in a certain way. 
So it's a big pleasure for me to be with you guys tonight, and I hope that we could uh, have a good exchange. And for a lot of people who don't who know about the struggles that have been going on in Haiti, thankfully, I hate to say this, Wyclef Jean, who from the Fugees, he has actually brought a lot of that to the forefront for people in this country to talk about those issues. Because if why, to be honest, if Wyclef Jean didn't bring those issues forward, a lot of people would not even be talking about this. But he did bring this forward, and it, and it brought it to people's attention. And people have been following this and talking about this. And then, unfortunately, we had the issue with the earthquake. And then Wyclef, you know, spoke on that. There was a lot of corruption, unfortunately, there. We talked about it on our show. The first thing we talked about when we linked up 24 hours after that earthquake was the corruption and the stuff that was going on. What can you guys say led to this? You know, there's a lot of stories that say was leading up to this. People, there were certain people who were unhappy and protesting. Let's just break down what led up to this and why. Your thoughts? Well, before, before, um, just something else Before just addressing like how we got here, I just want to also. Um, pay homage to a lot of the ground, the ground organizations who, um, you know, Doctors Without Borders, um, you know, Petit La Ville, and a lot of um, organizations, Haitian organizations within Boston and New York and Florida, who did a lot of connecting work and a lot of work to put out the information that's being shared. The young lady um, from New York University who did her piece on the breastless woman, you know, and, and the different situations that were occurring. I don't I want to just keep it to one person and say that one person carried on the weight. I do believe they created that domino effect as well, but it's important. It's vitally important to understand that there's regular people such as yourself, such as myself, who are on the ground and they're actively doing this work. They're actively coming back and forth and trying to get this information and trying to build forth with the work that's happening. And so with that, I feel like it leads to a lot of push and pull. A lot of people who claim that they want to see the change to occur in the country, but a lot of people who are playing part of you know double siding and you know playing puppeteers to a lot of people who see only see the Haiti as just a money symbol you know and they don't see the value of the culture and the, the people who are hurting the people who thrive the people who got up way before the earthquake we've been hurting and we've also been paying a price this invisible price that people you know tend to pretend that doesn't exist but it does mm. and it's like you know as being the first nation before we talk about how people want to talk about how poor we are next XYZ, let's talk about the fruit and let's talk about how amazing this fruit of a country is, this beauty that is Haiti and the fruits that it bears and how do we protect it, you know? We, you know, I, I posted earlier that I hope all black, black people are able to watch what's happening and be a little bit more connected because it is the beginning of our story. And now it start, it's looking like we're losing our story if we don't protect it, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. So how we got here is through a lot of people who've always continued to say that they wanna put Haiti first but they've actually put it in the back burner. We're dealing with pain and sorrow and bandages that continue to get wet and, and misused and, and no accountability and no strength. What got here is a lot of people, and he said, she said, and lack of accountability and lack of leadership. What got, what got us here is hurt and un, unaddressed hurt, unaddressed pain. So for my sake of it, I feel like the people don't get a voice. 
And I, you know, my respect to the entire family, to everybody who is, you know, feeling this hurt and the pain of the president being assassinated, being murdered, being killed, being plotted on, being set up, being whatever. However, this situation is, he is also a symbol of something that's happened amazingly. Like, I wish people were, when people called me today and talking about this, I wish people had this conversation two months ago when mm. all those protesters were killed. I wish people had that conversation with me then when the young woman was murdered in her car because those are real people too and it matters and the fact that we're picking and choosing what is that big scale is part of that problem because they're only going to show us one lens. Mm. You want to add on that because there's really not much I can say I want to let you guys have your platform to speak right now. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really think that Phoenix touched a, a really important part is the fact that uh, still now, for me as Haitian, as a nation, we don't really know where we want to go. Like we we don't we don't um, we don't have this common vision, right? It's like okay, what happened today? It's not um, something that we should see. Like oh, it's the president, it's whoever, it's whatever, it's more the result of a political heritage that we have been, uh, 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 that's been ongoing in Haiti. You know, it's like, the thing is, this is just the result of what we had, like, since Aristide was there, Creval was there, like, who can really tell me since the inception of democracy in Haiti, when was a real project that took the needs of the people in hand? You know, so it's like, what are we really doing? Like, is it okay? Like when it's the population that's being touched or whatever, it's okay. But right now, like we can't be picking and choosing, right? So the president is also a citizen. I really regret what happened because nobody as Haitian or whatever you are can be happy in those type of moments. Like today I was really sad. I was coming back from work and I received that message, but it was really hard for me to understand. But at the end of the day, as a Haitian and as um, me being knowledgeable of the situation, I'm like, you know, I'm not that surprised that it happened because our country is just falling apart and nobody's really paying attention to what's happening. Like, how, how far is Haiti from the United States? You know, like, how far? You know, it's just like we're asking ourselves this question, is this misery going to be a fatality for Haiti? Like, is there... Are we just going to like just say, OK, this is what it is and nothing's going to be able to change? Like these are like legit questions that I think that we should be asking ourselves right now. And, and, and is there anybody that they're talking about maybe taking over as interim president is the prime minister? Because the, the prime minister that's there right now, he's an interim prime minister, isn't he? That's over there right now. That's that's overseeing. So uh, it, according to Haitian law, the the um, oldest judge. Uh, should become the the president. It's not like the vice president that's going to be gotcha. in power. It, it, yeah, so so that should be the oldest serving judge that would be taking that position to uh, for the interim moment until it's you know go to a transition, which is usually what happens with Haiti, a two year transition where uh, they're just going to come and just like rip off everything and a bogus election again. It's like the cycle that is just repeating itself oh. every five years, every five years, every five years. So what happened right now is just that 
Haiti is like a bus, a broken bus. We're just changing drivers, but we don't know that. We got to put that in a garage and let's say like, like we really got to repair it. But it's just like, oh, Phoenix is not driving well. Why are we so late? Let's just change her. And then they put me in position and they see that I'm doing worse than Phoenix, but they never ask the question like, isn't it the bus a problem? Isn't it the system? Why don't we just sit down and see like the way we want things to be done? Is it the right way? Isn't there any alternative to what we are offering right now as solutions? You know, it's not just like, okay, we need to get rid of this. We need to get rid of this. They got rid of almost every president that I knew in my young life. You know, I still had two terms. He didn't even have five years in those two terms because he wasn't good. Right. And Matelli was here. They wanted to get rid of him. Like everybody who comes, it's always the, the politics of getting rid, getting rid, getting rid. But has that changed? Is that really the solution right now? So I think right now with this event, it's really a time to just take a pause, to just like lay back and like just go back in our books, you know, to, to see where we messed up, where we, where we messed up. Because right now it's just, it's just really um, unimaginable. And it's, yeah, I think it's important um, to make sure BC okay. Make sure you stick out with me. You also, thanks. Sorry about y'all. Um, yeah, no it's important to also know currently, Mr. The incumbent Claude Joseph is currently the acting, he's the head of state, mm -hmm. and he is currently the man who's in charge. And he made a statement recently this morning, and I understand the distress um, of an intervention of the US. And uh, uh, like it, it's similar to understanding that Haiti has a problem and definitely needs assistance from within. There is a conversation and dialogue that needs to happen from within, from the people who are there and trained to have those conversations. And it has been, it, it has been deathly, the amount of people who have put their lives on the line continuously, and they have, you know, stepped forward to try to set up and, and it gets stripped down, whether it's corruption, whether it's, you know, dramatization, whatever the hell it is that happens, it creates this fire and then the fire gets put out. And so the importance is to create a spirit, an energy source, not just an individual, but the energy itself around wanting to change and impact this country right now is important. And asking another country that doesn't really have itself together to intervene is just quite ridiculous. And it's one of the reasons why we got to the place that we are today. And people will not hold themselves accountable, but they can read and see who is that person that always intervenes. Like you look at the rest of Haiti and, and even our White House, is not is still crumbled from from the earthquake. But as soon as you get there, you can see a new Marriott was built. <laughs> so it's like important for people to understand. Like you know, I'm not trying to point no fingers, but let's be clear right. that we know who's there and who's really trying to be there for the people, from the schools to the churches to the community developments. Like it's it takes the amount of money to create different sectional housings for folks can put in at least sixty families. 
and they're not that energy is not put in there so we need that new energy we need that bright energy but currently right now there's so much sorrow there's pain and death regardless of who stood with the president who did not that's not how the people wanted it to it is important to identify that there were those who you know did want him to step down but they wanted to do it the right way to show that there's a unity of the people to show that the people can actually say listen this is what we want and it's important that folks know that because if you're not you're just going to think there's a lot of anger and hate happening and it's unsafe and that is my land that is my people those are my people whether i i dislike what you do or not those are all my people that's family we stand as one so I don't I don't pick and choose. So I think it's important for us to think about those pieces. You know, I'm not I'm not you know I want people to know all the facts when they're making these decisions and they're looking on these stories and they're like, what's going on over there? There's a lot. And there, and there is because you know a president is supposed to be one of the most protected people on the planet, no matter what country they come from. So the fact that they came into this man's home, and you know his wife was also wounded in this attack. The fact is is that there were some people that had to have been close to him who sold him out on this assassination. And that's the sad part. A lot of people aren't going to realize that you just can't get to the president in his home like that and shoot him. This has to be done with some planning. This has to be done with some people that crossed him. And and at the end of the day, we need to find out how do we find that out? How do we address that issue? Because again, you know, we've, we've heard this before that corruption runs deep, you know, and it's, it's a sad story. And, you know, it touched, it touched me when I saw the story come over, just because we have this connection with Haiti through this show since the earthquake. I I, I just, and just because here, here in Brockton, Mass, we have a very big Haitian community. We we have a lot of representatives who represent the Haitian community here in Brockton. And um, it's it's a sad day. It's sad. It's tough. And, you know, my prayers and blessings go out to the entire country and to, you know, his family. Nobody deserves that. Deserves that at all. No matter. I what definitely agree. And I, I just want to touch on what you said about like addressing those people, right? So yeah. let's say, let's say in that manner that there might have been a situation in which he was set up or whatever, and we address those people. That's why I keep saying energy. Mm-hmm. It's not only addressing those people, but there's an energy there that makes it comfortable, that makes it okay, that makes it a okay. norm. And there's no addressing the situations and the atmosphere that's around that. If there's somebody who's, uh, there is a lot of videos and a lot of things that are coming out right now. So I don't want to touch on nothing because there's a lot of people who are supposed to be protective manners who are being labeled in another light. At the end of the day, to me, I look at leadership for that. What is making somebody think this is all right? What is being sprinkled and what is being controlled to make people think that through all this craziness, you should still stick around it. Something is there. And at the end of the day i'm not there for that i'm really there for the people around it for the people who have to suffer through the people who are jittery enough and they have guns on the streets out there and attacking the people the people who are shutting off the food supply and not feeding the people who are still hungry who've been hungry a lot of things happen as a ripple effect of this president being murdered being assassinated today and a lot of these people who don't get or heard already you know are already getting pushed and treated as such as well too and so it's creating this huge ripple effect already but i need people to understand that it took people it took the president being assassinated today for more than what 150 million people to look haiti's direction 
that's super fucking sad. Excuse my language. I'm so no, sorry. no, no. There's a lot of emotion tied to it. I, I you, you got this. <laughs> we're talking about when we're talking about the ripple effects of how did we get here with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor's. How did we get here? With what's happening? Full circle. We forget that the beginning of our story is that an island full of people who look just like us freed themselves and have been paying the price ever since till this day. Mm. How did we get here? That's the beginning of the story. Mm. And that's not even the beginning. There's more to it as well. So it's highly important that even with this, it's like being there enough is also educating yourself. That's what we say. More than just giving money and sending out and supporting people and finding a family to donate close to, it's also important and vitally important for you to equip yourself with the knowledge of knowing about Haiti. And so people can also carry that, you know. So shout out to AFAB. They're located in Mattapan. It's a women's organization, but they're very much open, uh, you know, to working with so many different folks in the Haitian community. Um, we are also at the Nubian Gallery in Dudley. We are going to be hosting something um, this weekend. We'll keep it posted on our Facebooks. Please feel free to follow us. We'll, we'll share the message information with you yes, to be able please. to have a circle for folks to come just join us and vibe with us, come eat some Haitian fat food or patties or whatever, and just kind of like connect with us. Sometimes you don't need to see nothing. You just want to be around your people. So I'm hoping to bring that space for folks and to, you know, bring that love. Um, you want to add anything to that before we let you guys go? Uh, no. <laughs> I think I think I think Phoenix Phoenix said uh said it very well, you know, because um at the end of the day, it's we we should be looking for solutions right now, you know, more than anything else, because most of the time we're in a dynamic where we want to point fingers or whatever. But we as a Haitian people right now, either you're in the diaspora, either you're living directly on the island, you have to find right now how can i become a better haitian how can we come together toward the same goal which is saving this this beautiful island of ours and do we and you know sometimes america does these things where they tend to get involved with other countries to help them build their diplomacy is this a time where we think that biden should step up and maybe send a, a diplomat down to haiti maybe like i hate to say this but maybe like a white club jean to be that government, to, to put that stamp on Wyclef and say, hey, okay, you do a lot of talking. I'm going to give you that stamp right now to be that, that you're going to be that guy now. And you're going to go down there and be that diplomat. No? Really? Wyclef is not that guy. That word. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's beyond Wyclef right now. We're not going to do that. What so we are going to say, though, is, is that, that there's a plethora of people. And they already have these people, people who already been paying attention to the different pieces, because it's not just one person. If we're going to do it the right way, you have your economic team, you have your housing team, you have your civilization team, and stuff like that. You have your seven people who know who you need at that table. They know who you need to identify. There are groups that have been working pre over time to be able to create that support. There, it's not a big, not a big pool of places where people from Florida, New York, you know what I'm saying, South.
Come with the real, because we know we need assistance, but we want we don't want to do. Where is the accountability of bearing cross through the earth? We don't want to talk about that. Let's look at the numbers. How did the food get over there, but God just serves these people? Who's going to the mountain? What what were y'all using to go up there? There's a large amount of people who are living on those mountains, who are living around in different countries. Let's hold ourselves accountable when we're trying to step up. That's why sometimes it's like you're, you're the president of XYZ, but are you going to be more of a headache or are you going to actually deal with the business of work? Because right now, we're not time. And when I'm gone, somebody else has to come into place. So we're in the training mode. Everybody, we have to create that. We cannot work with men because we were already Superman. That's just what it is. But we, we get told we're not. I'd rather, you know, the honesty's there. Viana Marie said, speak on it in the chat. Viana Marie's in the chat. She said, speak on it. Uh, Gloria Shea, she says, I feel your pain. What are some of your solutions to the ills of Haiti? I'm pretty sure you just laid that right out. And she said that uh, it's been speculated for years that the U.S. has done more than come in to heighten the loss that Haiti suffers. Is something you just mentioned. So thank you, Gloria Shea, on that one. Um, actually, Gloria, actually, Gloria Shea actually has a show called Talk Back with Gloria Shea, and she was actually looking for some people to come on her show and speak on it. So I think I'm going to link you guys up and maybe get on her show for Saturday. She's actually out of Ohio, so it's nice to kind of spread that that word and and get that message out there. So if you guys can link up with her and set that up, that would be great. But um. I want to thank you guys for coming on. At the la- you know, I, I put a thing out there to have somebody come on at the last minute, and you two answered and came on this show, so I applaud you for coming on. I know your hearts are heavy with the situation that's going on out there. And again, you said you have something coming up this Saturday? Um, This Friday. Friday? Um, we're going to do like a pop-up space um friday afternoon ish where um a little pop-up space for folks to be able to come and vibe at nubian gallery 2164 washington street roxbury um you know so you can feel free we're gonna be here from you know like one to five i'll personally be here Melly will probably be here and we'll just be vibing out and we can just build with folks um so please feel free you know to contact us i will send you the information you can have people kind of like rsvp if you would like and just come join and you can also meet us all right gary keith who's running for counselor at lodge here in brockton he said you guys have just spread a great message so he's applauding you guys and i want to thank you guys for coming on here so what we're going to do here guys we're going to take a quick break let these guys get out of here i'm going to finish up the show and close out the show with some topics but uh, again i want to thank you guys for coming on and again my prayers and blessings go out to the country of haiti right now um you spoke right from the heart and i love it and um, we're going to take a quick break we'll be back after this message you're watching the booth with sinister one from the city of champions live here we go Cut me off, you son of a b- Get the hell out that car. Get the hell out right now. I'm going to tear you a new b- Come on, get out. I'm going to beat the b- hey, I, I didn't know it was you. Hi, my name is Al. I am a father and I have two kids. I also ride a motorcycle. So please, check twice. Save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. For more information on sharing the road, visit mass.gov slash RMV. 
I was inspired by nature. This is the place where I grew up. And I remember planting my first tree at the age of seven years old. My name is Elizabeth Pakuti. I'm an environmentalist and a climate activist from Kenya. I'm also the founder of Green Generation Initiative. And this is an initiative that nurtures young children to love nature and to be environmentally conscious at a young age. And of course, I started with the first thing that made me also connect to nature, and that was a tree. So I started a campaign that I dubbed the Adopt a Tree campaign, whereby I would ensure that every child in every school gets a chance to plant and adopt a tree each in their school compound. It helps them to realize that they can be a part of the solution to the environmental challenges that we are facing today. I have always envisioned a world where we will put people and planet above profits. Africa has to bear the biggest brunt of climate change. Most people are suffering and they are adversely affected and also have got a lower capacity to adapt to the impact of the climate crisis. Climate action calls for both system change and individual action at the end of the day. Every action matters and by doing this we will be changing this planet for the better. Young people are stepping up to the challenge and they're taking leadership to call on governments to take immediate action. So let us make sure that we act on the demands of young people. Let us be responsible in terms of how we are going to leave this planet for all generations to come. All right, your boy Sis One back here broadcasting live for the City of Champions. I got to thank everybody for jumping into this chat and supporting these guys. Great stuff. Gary Sr., Gary Key Sr., prayers for Haiti. Yes, thank you, sir. Hello, all. Doris Jones, what's going on? Thank you for coming in here and watching the show. Um, actually, I got to end this. I got something that opened up here, and I don't need it. Up. Uh, but I got to get into my show and close it out. We got about a half hour left, not even... Uh, MDB Electronics, as you guys know, is my sponsor. Send out your controller, get it fixed, and um, you're back to gaming in 24, 48 hours. RebelRom.com, that's my cousin's clothing line. Check out her website and uh, make a purchase. Tell her you saw her here. Gary Keith, I got to mention, Gary Keith is running for counselor at Lodge. He's in the chat. He is actually going to be on this show on the 20th. So want to make sure you want to tune in. Check out Gary Keith. And again, Gloria Shea, who's in the chat. Her show is on Saturdays every other week, 11 a.m. on YouTube. Check, check out Talk Back with Gloria Shea. That's her show. And she's got good stuff going on there. So her show is live every other week. So you want to check her out. It's a Sinister One production. Um, also moving on, Tactical Target Systems. That's one of my other sponsors there. You guys see me at the range um, getting ready for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> And people, somebody came up to me and said, hey, I love that joke you run on your show. And I'm like, what joke? And they're like, oh, the joke about the zombie apocalypse and the targets. Like, what joke? What, what joke are you talking about? Like, your fear of the... I'm like, yo, that's that's not a joke, bro. <laughs> like, when I talk about the zombie apocalypse and, and, and it happening, yo, I'm, I'm being real. But look, my, my dad and mom made me watch Night of the Living Dead back in the day when it first aired on TV back in the 70s. It was made in the 60s, but it aired first on TV 38, uncut on Halloween night at, like, midnight. And we watched Night of the Living Dead. 
and we, me and my brother Kevin, we must have slept with our parents for about two weeks. That movie scared us so bad. It, and here's the thing: I have this humongous fear of zombies and walkers and all of the undead stuff. Um, but I love it. I will watch every friggin' zombie movie out there. I will watch every zombie TV show out there. I am obsessed with these movies and TV shows, but it's a humongous fear of mine. And when the CDC about three years ago came out and announced the zombie preparedness on the CDC website, that just made it even more real for me to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm a little overweight. My cardio sucks. Um, I, I need to be ready to go. I need to be ready to shoot a firearm, you know, because we all can't be Daryl <laughs> with a crossbow. Let, you know, Daryl's lasted so many seasons on Walking Dead with a crossbow, you know. So my feeling is, is that that would be Travis Partington's job. Get well, Travis Partington, Oscar Mike Radio. Um, but again, I, I want to be prepared. I want to be ready when the zombie apocalypse happens. I'm building my squad. And send me private messages if you want to be on my squad. Because when the zombie apocalypse happens, I have access to buses that we can armor up and get them ready. I'm just, I'm just letting y'all know we ready. <laughs> so, um, moving on, Diana Marie music available everywhere online streaming. She's going to be performing at Prova on the 30th of July tomorrow night. My man John David, he's coming here with Soul Express. They're performing at Prova Brockton live tomorrow night so you want to make sure you come through and check us out um getting into the news booth um there's an updated story uh 10 more bodies have been found in miami in the rubble we're up to 46 dead they've also changed from a rescue to recovery in other words that means that they're expecting mostly anybody or whoever they're going to find now is going to be a considered loss of life so it's now in recovery mode um and it's just a it's a sad story. As you guys see here in Brockton, uh, two men were charged following a bank robbery. We talked about this with Mayor Robert Sullivan just prior. Um, Samuel Gervais, 24, of Stoughton, and Rosil Dorless, 34, of Brockton, were charged in the robbing armed robbery of Santander Bank on Torrey Street. It started about 10 a.m. Uh, Brockton Police, Mass State Police, and they had air support, and they were able to apprehend these two men. And... Um, No lives lost. Good job by Brockton Police and Mass State Police. Good stuff. Uh, As you guys just saw, we had two guests on the show. They came on at the last minute to talk about this assassination of the Haitian president. Um, There's not much more I can say. They spoke on it, and they spoke from the heart. And um, there's a lot to fix. There's a lot to fix. There's a lot that led up to this. It's It's a tragedy, a major tragedy. So, again, check out the replay of this show. That's why you got to click subscribe and like this show on YouTube so you can go back and watch and tell your friends about what you just saw on this show before anybody else has done it out there. Um, Getting into legal booth, there's no legal booth tonight. Why? Because if you didn't watch last night's show, you missed my boys R Squared and Ken Diesel on the show last night. They held it down. We broke down a ton of legal stories. We broke down a ton of Biden's bombshells, and we broke down... A lot of news stuff that we had to get off our chest. And the big announcement last night was is that R Squared and Ken Diesel will be on this show the first Tuesday of every month. So the first Tuesday of every month, that format will be Legal Booth with my guys, Ken Diesel and R Squared. So make sure you plug it in and tune in. In the entertainment booth, 
And if you guys notice, I now have little banners now, so you know what's coming up. Your boy Sinister One Productions. Uh, entertainment booth. <laughs> Rest in peace, Richard Donner. 91 years old. Uh, for those who don't know who Richard Donner is, Richard Donner is responsible for the Superman series. He's responsible for the Goonies. He's responsible for almost every freaking 90s movie that's out there that had to do with kids and action. Richard Donner was responsible for the Lethal Weapon films. Richard Donner is also part of the Marvel Universe. Why? Because he was the producer for the X-Men movie. The very first X-Men movie was produced by Richard Donner. So Richard Donner has put his stamp on DC with Superman and he put his stamp on Marvel with X-Men. Don't believe me? Check it out because I'm a ninja with knowledge. Just letting you know. Uh, Moving on. Judge denies Britney Spears' request to remove father for conservatorship again. I see a lot of people on social media. Hashtag free Britney. All this and that about Britney Spears. Look, shut up. Shut up. Britney Spears hung herself. And I don't even think she hung herself. I think she knew exactly what she was doing. When Britney Spears got up there and she got up in front of the court, the first thing that Britney Spears said to everybody in that courtroom was that she lies to everybody on social media every day. On social media, she says, I quote, I lie. I show like I'm happy, but I'm not happy. Every day I'm depressed. Every day I cry. Every day I struggle with my life. Everything that Britney Spears said to that court after that opening statement didn't mean shit. All this talk about abuse, all this talk about people raping her money, all this talk about people treating her bad, all of that meant absolutely nothing. As soon as Britney Spears said that her mental state is what it was, that's when they made their decision. And now here's the problem, people. After this whole thing and how people, the backlash against this and the whole TV special, Britney Spears' manager has now stepped down. Britney Spears' manager has had enough, wants no more part of it. The lawyer for Britney Spears, who's been kind of leaking information along with Jamie Lynn Spears' sister to the dad when she does things that they feel needs to be told, like the boyfriend who's with her now that her own people have come out and said that he's only with her for her money. He's not this again. This is why her father has control over her. So she doesn't make bad decisions and give a guy like this sleaze all of her money or, or do all these crazy things. This is why she's protected. But guess what? The lawyer now, because somebody has gone and leaked the information, the lawyer for Britney Spears has stepped down. Keep doing all this stuff. Keep doing the most people. Keep doing the most, because here's what's going to happen, people. All of the people right now that are protecting Britney Spears, her kids, her family, and her mental state are going to be gone. They're going to be tired of this BS. They're going to be gone. And then eventually the father's going to be removed, and she's going to be allowed to do whatever she wants. And if you watch her Instagram, it's a total mess. And God forbid if something happens to her live on social media or something happens to her afterwards when nobody's there to watch over her. And when it does happen, and then when everybody's out there saying, oh, poor Brittany, and you're all crying, you know what I'm going to say? It's your fault. 
it's your fault you pushed this to happen because she was in the right hands and you all didn't see it. You all didn't pay attention to it. Kevin Federline, Jamie Lynn Spears, and everybody else in that family hadn't said squat about this whole thing. That should have let people know, but nope. Nope, because of the pressure of the Britney fans and you crazy social media bums out there who don't understand anything about mental health, you're going to cost her, possibly cost her her life. So remember that. Remember that, people. I'm just speaking on it, and I'm just letting you all know. You know, that's how it is. So uh, Dory Jones said he did Ladyhawk. Yes, he did. Richard Donner did Ladyhawk. Richard Donner was... Was a part of a lot of films, man. A lot of stuff. Uh, moving on. In the entertainment booth, Paramount released the trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Go ahead. Chuckle. Laugh. I don't care. I'm an adult. And you know something? I'm lining up to see Clifford the Big Red Dog. I was a kid. I read the Clifford the Big Red Dog books. I read the Clifford the Big Red Dog books to my boys. I will sneak some of these kids into this movie just to see. And to be honest, I don't, I don't care. I'll go see this movie by myself. It it is the cutest trailer that I've seen in a long effing time. So here's what I'm going to do for you guys. Peep the trailer just released from Paramount for Clifford the Big Red Dog. Here it is. Clifford, no fetch! Clifford! Good! You may not believe it, but there is magic all around us. There are times it can be hard to find. Did you bring your garbage to school? (laughs) But sometimes, the magic finds us. Look at you. Uncle Casey, so cute. And so red. How big is he going to get? That depends, doesn't it? On what? On how much you love him. I wish we were big and strong and the world couldn't hurt us. We're going to be late for school. About the dog? (laughs) Clifford, be a good boy and drop it. (laughs) Ooh, bless you. Shouldn't we try to hide him or something? It's New York. No one will even notice. He's a a big... Why don't we get you on the scale here, bud? I'm just going to write... Heavy. What if you found someone who made you feel like you could do anything? Clifford, no, no fetch! Oh no. Clifford! No, 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 that doggy! This dog is killing me. Oh look, they're playing! <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't see that every day. Maybe it's time to feed him. Clifford, the big red dog. I'm excited. Ecstatic. I'm so happy. My childhood. My brother was a big fan of Clifford the Big Red Dog. When we used to get Clifford the Big Red Dog, he would call it Clifford Cadiz. 
I don't know what it meant, but my brother, my brother was obsessed with those books also. So Clifford the Big Red Dog, I will be in the movie theater at seven in September <laughs> to see this film. Um, I can't wait. So Michael Felder, what's going on? I see you over there in the room across from me, but he's actually watching the show. Big ups to you. Um, big news in the entertainment booth: Universal and DreamWorks. So about two weeks ago, I mentioned Amazon Prime had bought MGM which was huge. And I said, you know, the streaming wars have begun. Streaming networks are picking up intellectual properties left and right and setting the tone. Peacock, who owns Universal and DreamWorks, just announced today that any films that they release in the theaters four months after their theatrical run will be available on Peacock. In other words, it's not going to go to cable. It's not going to go to pay-per-view. It's not going to go to some other streaming company. It's going to go right to Peacock, and it's going to be available exclusive four months after the theatrical release. For those of you who are sleeping under a rock who don't know what DreamWorks and Universal puts out, well, just this past weekend, Fast and the Furious 9 came out. That is a Universal film. So four months after its run, guess where that Fast and Furious is going to be? It's going to be on Peacock. Four months later, if you have a Peacock membership, which is free if you have Xfinity because it's part of that whole network, um, you're going to get access to all those Universal and DreamWorks films, those animated DreamWorks films. This is huge in the streaming wars as, as everybody tries to hang on and gain that ground. Like I said, there's a lot of streaming companies out there, but not many are going to last. We've already seen it. We've seen Roku pick up Quibi. Quibi was successful. Quibi had some good shows. COVID came. It, it, it ruined Quibi, and Roku picked Quibi right up. So all of these smaller streaming companies are going to get picked up and, and, and swallowed up by the bigger companies, and they're just going to add to their... You know, I, I and I think if you look at this, I think you're going to see it's going to be Netflix, it's going to be Peacock, it's going to be Hulu, it's, it's going to be narrowed down to just a few of these streaming companies and everybody's going to have their universal rights. Like I said, Amazon Prime taking over MGM pushed them right to the top of the top five streaming sites. And Amazon's got unlimited money, so who knows what other movie studio library that they may buy up. When when they bought MGM, they took over all the James Bond films, all the Rocky films, um, all of those old-time classic movies. So keep an eye on this, people. This is this is a big story right here, and you heard it first here on the booth. Uh, heading into the sports booth. Banner over there, sports booth, produced by Sinister White Productions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Damon, I'm all good, bro. Johnny Damon from the Red Sox was pulled over. Body cam arrest is out there. Check it out. Johnny Damon was arrested for a DUI. Him and his wife were both intoxicated. Uh, they pulled him over on the street in a gated neighborhood. He had hit a guardrail and he was swerving over the double lines and they pulled him over. Uh, he's been arrested <clears throat> for a DUI. So uh, if you want to check out the video, it's out there. <laughs> he's out there. I, I'm good, bro. <laughs> you know? Uh, good stuff, so we'll see. Uh, also, in the sports booth, swimming caps for natural black hair was ruled out of the Olympic Games. And a lot of people out there were throwing the race card out. And this wasn't racial, people. Not everything is racial. You're throwing the Shikari Richardson out there. Y'all, this week, was saying that was it wasn't racial. She messed up. She broke the rules. She deserved what she got. It wasn't racial. 
It has nothing to do with racial. Do we need to change the rules of marijuana and, and test and not test? Yeah, I agree. It wasn't, but it wasn't racial. And this whole issue with soul cap wasn't racial. Y'all want to throw and make this and say it was racist. It wasn't racist. Here's the thing. In order for a, a piece of equipment or a piece of a uniform to be accepted, it has to go through proper testing in order to get the stamp. Now, FINA is the company that approves things to wear in the Olympics. This is attire and things like swim caps that need to be approved. Soul Cap came on the scene in 2018. Soul Cap came on the scene in 2018. They knew what they needed to do to get their their stamp of approval. COVID hit. Remember, people forget the Olympics was originally supposed to take place last year, 2020. Soulcap was still going through the process of finding a sponsor, and they were also in the process of finding a good spokesperson to promote their brand, which they weren't able to do. They do have one now. That spokesperson is now going to get the Soulcap into the hands of people internationally so they can show that their product has an international use so FINA can put that stamp on that cap being used in the Olympic Games. Right now, there's been no testing. There's been no marketing. FINA's not going to come out and put a stamp on something if they haven't properly marketed yet or tested it yet to see if there's a use for it. There's, there's, there's a whole set of rules and things behind this, people. Just because they were denied doesn't mean that it was racist. All right. Soul Cap on their own Instagram page said this was a setback, but we know what we need to have to do now to get the proper official stamp to be used in the Olympics for next time. So Soul Cap may very well be in the Summer Olympics when the next time they roll around because it, they'll have enough time to test it. They'll have enough time for their spokespeople to get it in the hands of those on an international level. Right now, you have that one person here in America that doesn't sell to the international side of the Olympics. So there's a lot deeper things that you have to look at, people, before you start throwing that racist stamp on everything. Please stop it. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And a lot of people didn't even know that. When I told somebody, I'm like, you do realize that SOCAP just came out in 2018. You know, the Olympics was supposed to take place in 2020. And they were like, oh, I didn't even know. I'm like, oh, there you go. Do your homework. Do your homework. Realize, okay? And recognize the GOAT, everybody. We have another GOAT. When you talk about LeBron James, when you talk about Michael Jordan, when you talk about Tom Brady, when you talk about Floyd Mayweather as GOATs, you people all need to mention Joey Chestnut as the GOAT. Y'all don't know who Joey Chestnut is? Oh, you about to recognize who Joey Chestnut is? Joey Chestnut, for the last 14 years, has won Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's where you have to eat the most hot dogs in the least amount of time. Now, there was an Asian dude who was holding it down before Joey Chestnut came into the scene. Joey Chestnut has won this title 14 times. He is the goat of eating hot dogs, people. He is the goat 
of digesting nitrates. He is the GOAT. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but he is the GOAT of hot dog eating. And look, go out there, check the video. He's the GOAT. So when you all are at the bar <laughs> and, and you're trying to go toe-to-toe, ladies, here you go, here you go, ladies. Ladies, remember Joey Chester as the GOAT. So when you hear your man or your boyfriend or your husband or his friends arguing about who's the go to this and who's the go to that, ladies, throw out Joey Chestnut and then say he's won the hot dog con- hot dog eating contest for the last 14 years and then might drop on him. <laughs> Trust me, ladies, you'll send your man for a loop if you bring that up there. Drop that Joey Chestnut's also a goat. You got to mention him. And they'll be like, who's that? And you'll be 14-time Nathan's Hot Dog Contest eating champion. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) Recognize, people. That is the GOAT right there. The GOAT. 14 times. Biden bombshells again. No Biden bombshells tonight because we talked about it last night on the show with my guys. Like I said, Ken Diesel, R-squared. But I got to show off my nice logo right there as we come into segments. Produced by Sinister One Productions, Biden Bombshells. So, you know, if you're doing a podcast and you want to have a little thing there that let people know what segment's coming up, now you know. <laughs> and, and, and no one's half the battle, G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh, but we're ready to get out of here. It's 828. Sinister One Beanie's in the house. I actually donated some Sinister One Beanie's to my man, Matt Cameron, Matty C Sports for you and me. He's got a raffle going on to raise money for epilepsy awareness so you want to go check him out check his show out and make sure you guys uh go in there and put in for the raffle and maybe win yourself a sinister one beanie i gotta thank everybody who's been supporting those beanies up there dj bobby steels my barber Corey, jamie canfield daryl smith dj daryl smith uh ufc fighter peter barrett who's fighting this weekend uh peter barrett is fighting for cage titans this weekend check him out my stepson, Ryan Beeson, supporting the brand. Ryan Beeson, my stepson, is actually in a brand new music video. Black Seas, The Process, was released last night. And my stepson, Ryan Beeson, you can check him out in that music video wearing a Predator helmet and sitting beside Vengeance. My cousin's son, rocking the Sinstorm Productions hat. My artist, Viana Marie. Travis Poddington, who messed up his knee, separated patella. He's out for probably like four months. Oscar Mike Radio is still going on, though. So I want to give a shout-out to Travis. Maddie Cameron, Maddie C Sports for you and me. Happy hour with Lito Kevin Jeffries wearing the hat. My brother up there, Ty Hunt, Tyler Zanowski, Mr. Melodic holding it down. Ty Hunt and Mr. Melodic also showing support with the Sinister One Productions brand. As you can see me, I'm holding up my Ty Hunt shirt to show my support and love for them. And, um... Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports for you and me. Check them out. Um, they're two podcasts under the Sinister One Productions umbrella. Also, check out Happy Hour with Lido Podcast. Also, check out Talk Back with Gloria Shea on Saturday. I'm actually going to try to hook her up with these guests from Haiti who I had on who were representing and giving us that information. Um, so, I want to get them hooked up with her and maybe she can get them on. Uh, tomorrow night at Prova, Soul Express. <laughs> Soul Express is coming to town. That's my boy John David and his group. They will be performing at Prova tomorrow night. I can't wait to see him perform. Your boy Sinister One is going to be introducing him to the stage. 
like no other person can bring him to the City of Champions. Also on Prova the 30th will be myself and Deanna Marie performing live on July 30th. And your boy on the 22nd, I think it is, it's it's the Friday after next, I'll be doing the Brockton Buccaneers. It used to be the Bay State Buccaneers. It's now the Brockton Buccaneers at Marciano Stadium. I'll be calling that game. Kickoff is like 7.30, 8 o'clock. But I'll be calling that game. I'll be in the house. I got to thank Travis for helping me out and doing their home opener. But, again, good stuff. It's 8.30. I got to get my ass out of here, though. Uh, again, I got to thank my guest here, Robert Sullivan, for coming on the show, man. Good stuff. You know, it's it's nice to be able to reach out to someone like that and have them come on your show. Big props. I want to thank all the people in the chat. Uh, Gary Keith. Got to mention he's going to be on this show in two weeks. Um, next week's guest, Amanda Mason. Andrea. Andrea Mason. My bad. Andrea Mason. She's a personality. Uh, pers- she is a personal accountability coach. <laughs> personal accountability coach. When I said it's it's a professional slap you upside the head type person, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess is what she is. She's gonna be on this show next week. So if your if your life's a mess, get your questions ready for her because I'm pretty sure she's about to answer them. How you can account for your own personal ability to get things straight. Uh, Kevin Jeffries, happy hour with Lido. What's up? Um, Ryan is actually listening to the show. Got to say what's up to Ryan, my stepson. Good stuff. And hey, all I got to say is, is guys, check out Fiona Marie's music and um, have a good weekend. Stay dry. We got some rain on the way for the later weekend. And um, all I got to say is, SpongeBob, do me a favor. I think it's time to go home. All right, SpongeBob, handle it. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, no repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I got a hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. I got my own now. I get hot, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's it, it's 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 it, 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 it